the future of photography. Aid, we have talked about cars, self-driving cars here on the show before, haven't we? Yes, we have. Uh, we have indeed, yes, once Car twice. Cars and cameras, we have made an entire episode on that, episode 43, where we went through the entire range of sensors on cars and what they, uh, how they are being used on cars and especially how cameras are being used on cars. Um, if you look at the different sensors in cars, cameras, yes, of course, they are in the cars now. Um, the moment you want to go, well, no, actually, not even the self-driving ones, but if you have anything akin to an... Um, to an a, an active, um, what are they called? The the things that keep distance. Cruise, well, cruise Ad control. Adaptive we cruise have. control. Yes, That's the term control. I was looking for. The ACC, the adaptive cruise control. Uh, your car will have radar. Right. Yep, we have a car with radar actually yep. for exactly that purpose. That's that's my car has that now too. So it, it's really good at link at at locking onto the car in front. And if that one speeds up, your speeds up to whatever you set it to so maximum speed. And if that slows down, your car slows down. Uh, takes a lot of stress out of driving. It's very like relaxed way of driving. I've, I've I'm a much less aggressive driver. I'm not even an aggressive driver, but I'm much less aggressive still. Um, since that one, uh, yeah, it, it, made it, it does into take a lot of the stress out of it. Doesn't it's it? You just stick it, it, stick it on on cruise control uh, and let the car do the driving for you, um, and and you've just got to watch out for the traffic and do. And the you still have to steer with most cars, but that will sooner or later be replaced. At least um, with with the higher up cars, you will have automatic steering on. Yeah, certain we don't have any of roads. that yet. Yeah, but oh, you will you will on the on the highways on the on the motorways you will sooner or later. Almost every car will have that in I don't know five yeah. five years from now I guess. Um, and then there are ultrasonic sensors on cars that are still admit the little things in the bumpers. You know the the little parking helpers that go beep yep. beep 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 beep. If you oh yes, back up into something. Um, those are, I think, also used uh, with some cars to uh, for dead spot detection. Is that the word? Like if a car is in your in, at an angle to your car that you can't really see through the mirror, and you'd have to turn around, and you don't. Uh, and yeah, often uh, often also known as blind spot. Blind spot in Germany, it's a dead spot. So in English, it's the blind spot, and you you have these sensors helping you there depending on the car so you get a little light lighting up in the mirror or something to let you know and then of course if you are uh, if you if you want to make a car that does self-driving many of the ones that are being built right now use a technology called lidar which is a which a, is a a laser equivalent, I think. It's a it? laser equivalent, but mm -hmm. it uses light. So what that is, is or laser-based, what uh, LiDAR is, is it shoots light out into the world in like an infrared uh, laser beam that you can't see with your eye, but it makes a lot of like lines or dots on, on the surroundings. And then it has another thing that, that looks for these dots and based on uh, how they are spaced and how they move, it can kind of infer the, the three-dimensional nature of things around you. So it can pretty much give you a 3D representation, what we call a point cloud, right? A three-dimensional cloud of points that gives you an idea what the surroundings are 
are made up of. And And the benefit of LiDAR rather than of radar, as I understand it, is that um, you can be far more accurate and precise with LiDAR um, because it's very much more focused uh, than than radar. And it it will probably help a self-driving car to know that that thing in front of you is a three-dimensional thing as opposed to some painting on a wall, you know. So uh, LiDAR has its place, but it's also very expensive. It, I think, current LiDARs, we're talking about many thousands of Ooh, okay. dollars, euros, or pounds to to have one. It's a mechanical thing. It rotates, and, and there are efforts of replacing that. There are, there are patents out there of companies who have, like, uh, smart technologies to replace that with a solid-state thing. We have also talked about... Uh, the mo the move to solid state uh, here on the show before, so mm-hmm. that would take some of the moving parts out and would bring the price down, and and we're probably looking at the lighter price coming down, so that uh, that will then in uh, th- that will then make self driving cars cheaper and so on and so on. So the technology initially is expensive, and then it gets developed and miniaturized and ends up uh, being everywhere. Um, auto lock brake ABS systems for your car used to be only in the really expensive ones and now there's not a single car that doesn't have them uh, that doesn't have that but still putting all these sensors in there is a cost factor and oh, yeah. what if you could avoid uh, you having to use some of those what if you could get away with just a basic sensor. What you mean, like the olden days when nobody like, had any of that stuff? <laughs> like the olden days, um, and of course, one of the sensors that comes to mind here is the camera. The camera, uh-huh. okay, is pretty good, especially when you combine more than one camera. When you combine, oh, do you know, as a, as a slight cameras. aside, as a slight aside. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep going anyway. Go ahead, go ahead. As, as, as a slight aside, I had uh, uh, somebody sent me recently a couple of photos um, that were taken using the portrait mode. Or I, th- I think on an iPhone, it doesn't really matter. But um, uh, you mean yeah, the, the, on... the the mode that uh, that blurs the background? That's right. Yeah, the one that takes uses the second camera unit to capture and calculate a depth map, um, uh, and then does you know computational blurring. Um, and for the first time ever, I looked at one of those and thought, oh, they've got a bigger camera. <laughs> and then, and then I looked a bit closer and thought, no, actually, that that is that is not as natural as I would expect it to be. You know, the 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 fall off was too abrupt and and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, but do you know what? I looked at that and 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 I looked. I thought that's a really nice photo. That was my instant reaction. It was like, oh, that's not your average phone shot. The big and, the um, big cameras are on their way out, aren't they? And and uh, it, it, so, so there, there, there's work to be done. And and I understand in the in the current generation of phones that's just been announced again. It's that time of year at the moment, isn't it? Um, that uh, the these I don't know whether you'd call them second generation you know algorithms for you know me, uh, doing that computation. But apparently they're they're a bit more sophisticated and a bit more nuanced. But um, for the first time, I thought to myself, wow, actually, that's quite effective. With with the amount of people working in this field and the amount of money that's being poured into it, um, I think progress should be expected. So we are going to see this to become better and better and better. 
Um, to the point, I'm still in your aside. We're going back to car sensors in a minute. But uh, in uh, uh, interestingly enough, recently I had uh, I was I was in in Norway on a photo workshop, uh, holding like a photo tour of Lofoten, and one of the participants works in camera sensor in camera sensors for a big manufacturer. Oh, right. Okay. So we had a lot of techie discussions about uh, what this kind of computation actually means and how difficult it is, because it is very difficult. It's not difficult for those cameras to decide what is close and what is far. They have that 3D information, but um, when you look at the edges Let's see. Let's say you take a picture of a person, and they have hair, and the hair is so fine that the that that the depth map cannot find it. You need algorithms to take care of that part of the mm, yeah. computation, and those. But those are getting better and better, um, including neural networking and so on. And uh, sooner or later, they will be um, as good as what we the, the results will be as good as what we see from cameras with bigger sensors that is a given it's going to happen and it yeah it will change the whole it will it will be another level of uh, democratization of of the means of production for sure because then people with smartphones will will take shots very similar to the ones with expensive DSLRs and yes and uh, and and <laughs> looking at what's coming down the pipe, um, or is it the pike? I think it's the pike, isn't it? Uh, well, <clears throat> uh, usually in the UK, the pipe, because we don't have a, a, a pike as a form of transport in the UK. That's more of an American <laughs> term. So it, it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, what is coming is um, those things becoming almost as good as the two camera models, but just from one camera. We're looking at that, and there's and that is computation plus motion information and so on. It's it's getting crazy. Um, but that that's an interesting and good link into what I wanted to talk about because, um, camera manufacturers, especially someone like Tesla, for example, is betting on they don't use lidar. The Tesla doesn't have lidar, right? E even though they are. Um, they are, well, I'd say in the top 10 of self-driving cars when it comes to the accuracy of their algorithms and so on. Um, but they don't use LiDAR where most of the others do. And that is an interesting thing because they want to rely on mostly cameras. They also have radar on board. Radar is now solid state in cars. It's not as expensive anymore. So they, they can afford to put that in. Um, even the the... the Many cheaper car models now have have a radar built in for the distance to the to the car in front, but they have they have never put a lidar in, and uh, and they bet that the development is faster. Uh, the the development of camera algorithms is faster than the price of lidar coming down. And okay. that's a bet. That's okay. a bet. But we are we are looking at interesting things happening right now because. There is uh there was an investment funding round um that that uh that was had a few interesting investors in it and an interesting recipient of those investments and uh first of all the one of the big investors was Leica and they mm. invested 
among others, in a company called Light. Now you we've do, talked about them before. <laughs> you do remember Light. Light oh, yes. being, being that, that L60 in the camera with 16 cameras in it and uh, 16 lenses and a lot of computational photography and and uh they and and they have been rumored we've also talked about that to come out with a smartphone or with a camera system in a smartphone that consists of nine cameras mm. and what that might enable and they are now going into the automotive field that's what i find interesting it's a a Pretty much, a, I don't really know if it's a, it's just a company or if there's a consortium, if there's other ones. But L16 is now actively, apparently, actively in <clears throat> in uh, in tr trying to bring out a system that allows camera-guided automotive systems. So it's all, it's all interesting. This convergence of of stuff, of technology and companies, is all very. It's very interesting. It's, yeah, I, do you know I, what? Can, can we can we make a mental note, the two of us, to do an episode of the future of photography just based on Leica in in the future? Because if you think about the investments that they've made in the last couple of years, and the innovation that they have brought to their own line of just normal you know photography cameras um if you compare that to the leica of 10 years ago that's a big old change and i, I so so not for not for now sorry I, I keep interrupting you with tangents today that's I fine apologize. that's perfectly I apologize fine <laughs> for that. i apologize for that but can we make a mental note to come back and uh, to go away do a little bit of research into leica as a as a company and, we, and then we come should, back and have a chat about them especially as leica when they started in the digital field they weren't really the the the, the, the others were better when it came to the digital side, and Leica was really good at the optical side of things. So uh, there's a, there's some convergence going on there for sure. Uh, yeah, because if you'd said ten years ago, oh well, Leica are a company that are going to invest in computational photography and 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 autom uh, and guided automotive systems, <laughs> um, that that wouldn't yeah, people might have laughed at you at that point. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, but uh, the, I mean, I mean, there are many unlikely or many companies investing into unlikely things or developing into unlikely things i mean look at nvidia which was big in ga mm, gaming yeah. gaming video cards for pcs and uh, they are now one of the biggest automotive related neural network processing uh, chip makers yeah. So it's interesting. Um, one other thing along those lines that I came across recently is uh, a bunch of videos that that show what a Tesla sees when driving with their camera. Um, I don't know how these videos came out of that, but it is a pretty much the, the, a system showing you in real time overlaid on a camera, just showing you the road ahead. Um, showing you in real time the the different like little boxes around things that it detected with little um, 
with, with little captions on top and on the bottom like uh there's there's a picture right on the top of that article uh, a screenshot from a video showing you like uh, a lot of red boxes around each of the cars telling you exactly the distance 23.1 meters uh, showing you a confidence level of uh, how confident is it that it did the detection right um telling you what lane it is on what velocity it has what how fast it is if it's moving at all uh pedestrians get their little boxes it detects trucks from from cars from uh things and and there's a bunch of videos there uh, lengthy videos that are really interesting to watch because it also covers the the drivable part of the road in green so it kind of knows where it can or could go in in addition to like just the lane it's on there are parts of the site that might not even be meant for traffic but just in case it has to it would be able to drive on those and there's this one section where it comes around a corner around a bend and and there are traffic cones uh cordoning off part of the road and it takes care of that by moving that green around it so it kind of seems to be very good at knowing what's going on around it just based on the camera this is only based on the camera so mm, it's really really interesting stuff i i haven't i i've seen the the web page uh, and the the still images i haven't had a chance yet to watch the videos but uh it, yeah it's it's interesting and it identifies you know pedestrians as well with single ones or in groups and and uh and there's got to be um that there's got to be some politicking in this because these videos are shot driving around paris um, <laughs> oh, it, now, I, I don't know if you've ever tried to drive around Paris. <laughs> no, no, I, I tell you why that is. If if it is d deliberately placed by Tesla, um, it is because the Paris Auto Show is uh, either upon us or already happened, depending on when you listen to this. Um, and uh, Tesla is coming to France. Oh, uh, okay, they're bringing, enough, they're bringing the Model 3 to France. And uh, I think that's why they have this paris video out there and uh, and another okay, no. autopilot update and so on so it's, um, it's not because paris is legendarily one of the craziest cities to drive around in western europe then <laughs> let, let me let me let me bring up Kathmandu again oh no western europe okay <laughs> westman in western europe yeah western, in western europe no, yeah. but it, it but no it, okay so that's good Do you know that's interesting actually so I, yeah another complete tangent um because if you think about the as we record this, the companies that are most heavily invested in electric vehicles, uh, certainly what we see here in the UK is the uh, the Renault-Nissan technology leaf. stack, Nissan for want leaf, of a better yeah. word. Yeah, so at this point, there's a new leaf. Uh, Renault have, uh, in the UK, they sell a car called the Zoe, which is uh, a, is smaller than the leaf. So it's, it's yes. quite a, a small city car. Um, uh but, uh, you know, and actually, I would say what I see in the UK consumer market at the moment, uh, Renault, Nissan are definitely leading on electric vehicle technology. Oh, so I think if, they're if, still the if biggest. Tesla sellers. are going into France then and they're going up against you know, uh, a, a government supported manufacturer. That's going to be interesting to see how that comes out. I guess they don't really have um substitute goods do they because tesla are aiming at a different market demographic it is a very different market i think but um yeah it's uh it's a desirable car at this point 
Um, okay, right. So, so I've given you loads and loads of tangents. So I'm going to just ask the question now, right? <laughs> what, what does, does this that mean <laughs> for the future of photography, if anything uh, at all? <laughs> I, I think, I think, um, I think it's just it just means that cameras are getting more important. Cameras are getting more prevalent. Cameras are being used for more things. The algorithms are getting better. There's development going forward, and cameras will rule the world. I think that's it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Okay. Well, I for one welcome our new camera overlords. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's wrap this up. Uh, if you have any thoughts on that, hey, come come to thefutureofphotography.com. There are links on how to reach us if you want to discuss any of these topics that we're talking about. And uh, if you're not subscribed, uh, go to your the place where you get your other podcasts. And uh, the future of photography is there waiting for you to be subscribed on your devices all right episode 51 we'll be back with episode 52 in a week from now until then take care bye-bye you've been listening to the future of photography a production by adrian stock and chris marquardt Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 